Hey, welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearson. So glad you tuned in today. We're gonna get into the Word of God together in just a moment. I wanna talk to you about the power that comes from staying. I wanna talk about staying power today. And after that, we're gonna spend some time in worship. It's gonna be an awesome broadcast today. And I believe that there is enough power in what you're about to see, what you're about to hear. They can absolutely change your life forever. If you will, if you will see it with eyes that see Jesus and ears that hear his voice, not mine, not anybody else's. So we're gonna get into this together. But before we do, I want to remind you of a couple of things. I wanna remind you about the Legacy Letter. This is the quarterly magazine that we have been sending out to our partners all over the world for the last couple of years. And we're so excited about what's happening with it. We're so excited about where it's going. Thousands of people literally are getting this magazine. And um, every single one of them, man, there's, there's so much love that goes into it. And uh, in every one of these, we talk about how really you are the letter. You are the letter that, uh, that, that Christ Jesus himself is writing. That's what the scripture talks to us about. You're a letter and, and he is writing not on tablets of stone, but on your heart. That's where the word of God must be written is on our heart. That's when it begins to make a difference. So we get into a lot of things like that in this magazine, articles from Sarah, articles from me, talk a lot about family, talk a lot about vision, talk a lot about what's going on in and through this ministry. So if you're already a partner with us, then I know you're getting this and you're, you're enjoying it. But if you're not yet getting the legacy letter, we want to make it available to you. You can sign up on our website, pearsonsministries.com. And again, it's totally free. You can also access the digital version of the magazine through our app. Just go to your app store and search Legacy Studios. And uh, from the app, you can, you can read all back issues of the magazine. You can also watch uh, episodes of Legacy Television broadcast. You can connect with us uh, on our ministry there. You can also get a hold of our podcast. We wanna make sure that you can access us and we can access you. And we do it all right there through that app. So get the Legacy Letter. You're gonna love it. I know you're gonna enjoy it. Um, my kids have obviously loved this one. They've written all the way through it, but you can get it and your kids can write in yours too. It's gonna to be awesome. Let's get into the word together today. We'll pray and find out what God wants to say to us. Father, we love you. We worship you. Thank you so much for your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So we come boldly before you today and boldly before your word. We ask you for eyes that see, ears that hear, and hearts that understand. We want to see Jesus we want to hear his voice, the voice of our good shepherd who calls us by our name and leads us out. And we want hearts that comprehend and understand who we are in Jesus and who Jesus is in us. We give you praise and thanks for every good thing you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I wanna read some scripture to you today uh, out of the book of John chapter 15. If you've got a Bible, you can go there with me. If you don't have one, we're gonna put these verses on the screen for you, but I wanna look at the words of Jesus. You know, it would do you good every day of your life to set your eyes on red words. Find out what Jesus has said. Why would it be important to know what he has said? Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And whatever he did say, he is saying and will say. This is how you familiarize yourself with the voice of God in your life. Go and find out what he's already said to you in his word. And specifically, read the words of Jesus. Set your eyes on his voice every single day. I wanna read several verses here out of John chapter 15, beginning in verse one. And I think we'll probably read the first eight verses or so. So here we go. Let's look at this together. Jesus said, John 15, one, I am the true vine 
and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Verse three, he said, you are already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you, or neither can you what? Neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me, Jesus said. Keep going, verse five. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Jesus said in verse seven, listen to this. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it will be done for you. Listen to verse eight. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. That's a lot. That's a lot of red words right there. I want to take a couple of minutes and just find out what Jesus was saying to us, because this is, this is so important in the life of any believer to know exactly what Jesus was talking about here. There are two things just in these eight verses that are obviously on Jesus' mind. Number one is that you and I bear fruit. I mean, how many times did we just read in these verses alone that Jesus say it over and over that you need to bear fruit, bear fruit, and not just bear fruit, but bear more fruit. And by this, he said in verse eight, my father is glorified when you bear much fruit. So obviously this is what Jesus is getting at here. This is what he's driving home is that you and I need to be bearing fruit. Now, why would that be so so important for Jesus to be so emphatic about that he would say it to us over and over and over, bear fruit, bear fruit, bear fruit. Well, the reason is simply this. If you think about what fruit is, fruit hanging on the limb of any tree or bush, what is that? That fruit is proof. That fruit is evidence. When you walk up to, say, an apple tree and you see red, ripe apples hanging on every limb of that tree. You don't walk up to that tree and say, I wonder what kind of tree this is. No, you don't have to wonder. You don't have to, you don't have to take a bark sample. You don't have to send that off to a laboratory and wait six to eight weeks for a response. You don't have to analyze the roots. Even if you weren't there when the seed was planted, even if that thing got planted decades and decades ago and it took root and it sprouted and it grew, even if you weren't there, even if you didn't see all that happen, you still know what kind of tree that is simply because of the fruit that's hanging on every branch. Fruit is proof. Fruit is evidence. That's why the scripture tells us in Galatians chapter five that the fruit of the spirit is love and joy, and peace, and patience, and on and on and on. All of these things, they're fruit, but what they are really is proof. Love in your life is proof that the Spirit of God is in you, that God himself is living in you. Staying with what Jesus was talking about here, about branches, and abiding in the vine, and, and, and this whole image of agriculture, if you will, 
Love in your life, joy and peace in our lives is evidence that there was a seed that got planted. Somewhere along the way, the seed, the incorruptible seed of the word of God got planted in you. And if you allowed that to take root in you and you watered it and it was allowed to develop and to grow, there came a point in your life and mine where the the evidence of that showed up on the outside. The evidence of what took place in you began to show up on the outside of you. That's what love is. That's what joy is. Joy coming out of you, on your face, in your voice. That is evidence and proof that there's not, not just that there's a God, but that he's living in you. So now you see why it's so important to Jesus that you and I bear fruit. He's saying, I want there to be evidence in your life. And don't you want that? I know I do. I know I'm more desirous of that right now than I've ever have been before. There, there must be fruit. There must be proof and evidence in my life. Not just that there is a God, but that I know him and that he knows me and that like we're hanging out together and he's talking to me and I'm talking to him. I want there to be fruit, proof, evidence that he's leading me, that my decisions that I'm making, the investments that I'm making of time and finances and effort and energy, all of that, I want it to bear fruit. I want it to be evidence that again, not just that there's a God, but that he's my God. Not just that there is a savior, but that he, that Jesus is my savior. So important that you and I bear this kind of fruit. So important that you and I have this kind of evidence in our lives. Why, why would it be, why would it be even more important than you just knowing that you're bearing fruit? Let me, let me explain this. I'm, I'm trying not to get too far ahead of myself here. Jesus said again in verse eight, by this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. He set that up by saying, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask whatever you desire and I'll do it for you. Answered prayer is fruit. Answered prayer is evidence. It's proof that the God you were talking to is actively involved in your life and he answers prayer. He answers the call of faith. There's, there's evidence of that. And Jesus said, by this, my father's glorified. Let's just take your salvation, for example. I know many people watching this. I would dare say most people watching this, you're born again at some point in your life. You've made Jesus the Lord of your life. Well, yeah, we want there to be fruit. We want there to be proof. Your life was one way leading up to that moment when you made Jesus your Lord. And ideally, it will be a completely different way. You'll lead, you'll lead a different life after that moment. That's fruit. That's proof. That's evidence that that decision made a change in you. But listen to this. Jesus said, my father's glorified when you bear this kind of evidence. He's not just glorified in you being born again. He's glorified when that salvation experience that you had and I had becomes so real in us, becomes so vibrant in us that the people around us 
become witnesses of the change that has taken place in our lives. Your salvation, though in and of itself brings great glory to God, how much more would it glorify your father when people see what took place in you and they're drawn to Jesus by what's happening in you? By that, your father's glorified. Did you know that healing, we talk a lot about this on this broadcast, healing is evidence. It's proof. When you've got symptoms of sickness, disease of any kind in your body, and you take those to the word of God, and you hold those things before your father in heaven, and you lay hold by faith in what God's grace has already provided, which is your healing, Jesus on the cross through death, hell, the grave, and his resurrection, by his stripes, he has provided your healing. And when you lay hold of that by faith and your body changes, symptoms leave, you were one way one day and different the next, that's evidence. That's proof that shouts out loud, there's a God and he loves me. There's a God and he wants me healed. He wants me well. He wants me whole, praise God. That's evidence. And when you receive that, like so many of you have, and I have, I mean, I'm sitting here as, as evidence in front of you now that God is active in the lives of his children who call on him and he wants you healed, he wants you whole. But when we experience that, yes, in itself, it glorifies God, but how much more does it glorify God when the people around us begin to see the fruit, the proof, and the evidence in our lives that not just there is a God, but there's a God who loves you. He's actively involved in your life if you'll let him be, and he wants you well. And of course, the same thing's true with our prosperity. The same thing's true with any, any way God would involve himself in our lives. Your prosperity, you believe in God for the finances that you need right now, man, that's good. That glorifies God. And when he meets that need, praise God, you rejoice. But how much more would it glorify God when you become a living testimony and you become a witness to the fact that God is this good? He's this good. This is the kind of fruit Jesus was talking about you and I bearing. Now here, I'm sitting in front of you talking to you about this now because I believe that my wife, Sarah, and I have been called into this ministry. We've been called to, to speak into these cameras. We've been called to minister the word to you like this. Well, I am very serious about this ministry bearing fruit. You become the evidence. When the word that you hear takes root in your life, just like a seed being planted in the ground, when that word is received by you, and you don't take it just as the words of men, but you accept it as God speaking to you. Not that I'm God, because I'm certainly not. You probably already knew that. But here I am giving you the word of God and you receive it, not coming out of me, but coming directly from your father who loves you. Man, when you take the word like that, it takes root in you, it grows, it develops, and it changes you. That's fruit. That's proof. That's the kind of evidence we are after in this ministry. And when Jesus said, by this, my father's glorified, that settles it for me. That settles it for us in our marriage and in our ministry. 
we want nothing other than what brings God glory. Whatever glorifies our Father in heaven. Jesus said, let men see your good works. And then did he say what? Turn around and give you a round of applause? No. He said, let men see your good works. Let them see what you're good at and then glorify God. Well, what is that? You and your good works, letting men see what you're good at. That's just the overflow of the gift that God's put in you. Oftentimes I think about people who are gifted in different areas and arenas of their lives. Uh, anything from an, from an artist to a musician to somebody who's, who's gifted in dance. I think I, I think I lean towards that one because of how gifted I am not in that particular category of life. But think about the words we use to describe someone on a stage performing like that. Somebody who's really good at it. Somebody who, who does it so effortless, effortlessly. Oftentimes we say they're so graceful. Isn't that a word we oftentimes use to describe people who are really good at something, particularly something we're really not good at, but they are? They're so graceful. It looks like, it looks like it's so easy for them. They make it look so easy. Well, there's, it's not an accident we use those words. It's graceful. Grace means gift. You, that, that person is just so full of that gift that they've overflowed with it, and now there's fruit proof and evidence that God has given them a gift. And Jesus said, let people see that and glorify God. Now you can see why just in these few verses alone, Jesus would be so emphatic about you and I bearing this kind of fruit. I know I want it. I know if you're hearing this, you want it. You want evidence in your life. Wouldn't you love evidence in your life that God provides for your every need? Wouldn't you love evidence of that? I know I would. Wouldn't you love evidence in your life that Jesus is a healer? I know you want that kind of evidence. I do. Well, the good news is Jesus centered in on two specific things in these verses. Number one, we've already talked about the first one bearing fruit, but the second thing he centered in on was how to bear the fruit. And he said it over and over and over again. He said, if you abide in me, there's the key to you and I bearing this kind of fruit. And the picture he painted here was a branch. That's us abiding in the vine. That's him. Think about a branch. Go back to that apple tree we were talking about. What happens when you take a branch from that tree that's connected to that trunk what happens if you separate that branch from that trunk? Well, right then, all its life is cut off. And there's no way any longer for that branch to bear any more fruit. Because the only reason it was bearing fruit in the first place was because it was connected to the vine. It was connected to the trunk. That's why Jesus said, you have to abide in me. It's the, the Weist translation of this says in uh, chapter 15, verse one, that you and I are to maintain a living communion. That's what the word abide means, to maintain this living communion. If you think about that branch and where it's connected to the trunk of that tree, if you were to able, if you were able to somehow pinpoint the exact 
place where it is connected. It's that place where that life is going to and flowing through that branch. And that's the kind of connection that Jesus is saying, if you want to have any fruit, any proof, any evidence in your life whatsoever, it's not going to come from you working hard for it. It's not going to come from you saying to God, you deserve it because of all the church you've attended and all the money you've given and all the good things you've done. None of that is going to bring the power in your life. It will only come as the result of you and I maintaining this living connection, this living communion with Jesus. I've only got a minute or so left on this broadcast and we'll get into it as the Lord leads us over the next several weeks. But I saw this more clearly than I ever had before. Just in the last six, eight months, at the close of last year coming into this one, um, there was one night in December, my little girl, Jessie, got really sick. We didn't know what was wrong with her, but as the night went on, she found it more and more difficult to breathe and she'd nod off to sleep and then she'd wake up in a panic, unable to breathe. And there I was saying all the good things, all the right things, confessing scripture, confessing the word, but I could feel how powerless I was to change anything. And that was alarming to me because I've grown up believing that the word changes everything and it does. But it, there in that moment, I could feel, I could sense that there was no power in my words. Well, it's a long story, but we took her to the doctor and we got her checked out and praise God, next day she's doing fine. She's running around everywhere. But what the Lord began to deal with me on right there in that moment was he said, Jeremy, you're trying to abound without abiding. You're trying to have fruit. You're trying to have evidence without abiding in me. See, he had talked to me for weeks and months leading up to it about pressing into the word, shutting off television, shutting off distractions and pressing into the word. And for whatever reason, just laziness. I just didn't do it like I knew I was supposed to. He said, Jeremy, you're trying to bear fruit without abiding and it won't work. I'm out of time on this broadcast, but I want to leave you with that thought. If you will abide in Jesus, you will bear fruit. I'll say it like this. If you will abide, you will abound. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.